Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Last night, I had a struggle in my spirit when I was praying for the message for this morning. And all of a sudden, God dropped something in my spirit. But I finished preparing the message around 2.45 a.m. I stayed awake throughout. And, and God just dropped something. He said, from this week, teach my people about biblical economics, prosperity, and wealth distribution. So from today to Friday, this is what we're going to go through. And, and the Spirit of God began to minister to me. You see, when you are preparing a message, it's not that you just sit down. Like you first talked. You see, the Holy Spirit needs to talk to you what he wants uh, God's people to hear. It's not the message. Sometimes you have your own message you want to preach. Sometimes uh, you bubbled your heart with certain message. But God can tell you, drop that one. And this is what I want my people to hear. And it's all about finances. How many of you want to prosper? Want to walk in prosperity? Hallelujah. You want to walk in prosperity? Prosperity is God's will for you. Turn to somebody and say, prosperity is God's will for you. Amen. Prosperity is not from the devil. It's from God. But the devil is a thief. The devil is a copycat. The devil always try to counterfeit what God does. The devil always want to give alternative to things of God. Hallelujah. And that is why we need teachings. If, if, if you, you are bereft of vital information from God, then you begin to think other way. Some people think that having money is evil. How many of you think that having money is evil? How many of you think that becoming rich or becoming billionaire or multi-billionaire is evil, it's not necessary. How many of you think that? Oh, I thank God that now you, you're getting the message. Hallelujah. Amen. People think it's not necessary. You know, I, I grew up in the village and you hear some drunkards saying, I mean, I prefer drinking than getting money. I, I, I prefer being a drunkard than having money. Amen. You know, so there is a war. Turn to somebody and say there is a war. 
spiritual war going on. And that is one of the bitterest war between believers and Satan. Amen. And Satan is being smart. But thank God, the Holy Spirit will make him small. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So when we are not well informed, the devil really will take advantage of us. The work of God needs to be done. Souls need to be won to the kingdom. The kingdom of God needs to expand. And the devil knows that he cannot match it with the power that Jesus has given to us. When it comes to power, when it comes to prayer, we have it. And the enemy, after losing several battles, has gone back to the drawing board and is looking for another dangerous weapon. Say, dangerous weapon. Hallelujah. And that is what we are going to consider now. Turn with me to the book of First John. Sorry, Third John. Third John one verse two. Beloved, are you a beloved of God? Are you sure? Now push the person sitting by you and say, Beloved, God is speaking to you. Amen. And in this church, there's no room for sleepers. Amen. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. There are two things that God wants you to have. That is above all things. Above your education, above your marriage, above your business, above all things. God wants you to prosper and have a sound health. Be in a good health. Amen. These are things that you should not negotiate with the devil. And you cannot exchange it for anything else. There's a reason why God is saying that. Hallelujah. So above all, above all, above excelling in education, above in excelling in all things, you must what? Prosper. Point to somebody and say, you must prosper. You see, when you talk about prosperity message, people have taken it out. Some Christians allow the devil to pollute their mind. It's not necessary. Who told you? You see, you sit in a beautiful seat. Is that right? Look at it. It's beautiful. In this church, we have the most beautiful seat in Ghana here. No church. 
Somebody came here, he said, hey, your people are sitting in first class. See. Hallelujah. So, and that's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, 33, it's about seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and all others. Say all others. So your heart must be a heart for kingdom work. If your heart, if your desire is to please God first, all other things will come. Turn to somebody and say, all other things will come. All other things will come. Yeah, so today's message is biblical economics, word creation, and distribution. Hallelujah. Now, turn with me to Isaiah 48, verses 15 and 17. I even, I have spoken. Yes, I have brought him and his way will prosper. Turn to somebody and say, your way, you will prosper. Hallelujah. God wants your doings to bring prosperity. Now verse 17, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Say God teaches us to profit. That means to make a gain, to prosper, to make money. It takes teaching from God's word for God's people to prosper. So, God needs to show you the way you should go. It's not you who will show God where you want to go or how you want to do it. That is the confusion among believers. Sometimes we don't want God to lead us. So, we have our own principle. Amen. We have our own principle. We have our own way. We think we are too clever than the Holy Spirit. We are, we are knowledgeable than the word of God, than the, what the Bible is saying. But the Bible is a cake book. Hallelujah. But I want you to know that this book of the law, the Bible says in Joshua 1 eight, should not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. And you shall have your way prosper. And be what? Successful. So if you want to prosper and be successful as a believer, already we know that there are many ways to get money. There are many ways. Said There are many ways. We have the prosperity of the wicked according to Psalm 73 verse 3. And then we have 
the prosperity of the fools. People who are, they are foolish, but they are prosper. According to Proverbs 1.32. Then we have the prosperity of the righteous. What I'm talking here, I'm speaking to the righteous children of God. Hallelujah. The prosperity of the righteous. Amen. And so, let me give you some hard facts. Turn to somebody and say hard facts. Amen. And that will really, really open your eyes to know that the devil is clever. The only way the devil thinks he can beat the church is to use money, to put money into the hands of people. But unfortunately, many believers, you have pastors, you have apostles who don't understand the message of the prosperity. The message of prosperity didn't start with the devil. It didn't start with unbelievers. It started from God. He taught Abraham. He taught Isaac. He taught Jacob. Moses, the rest of the patriarch, David, all of them. Prospect. Jesus had no need to even raise money. Are you with me? Because he had financiers. Turn to somebody and say, Jesus had financiers. Look, let's let's read Luke. Luke 8, 1 to 3. The book of Luke 8, 1 to 3. Jesus is the son of God. But Jesus needed money. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village the Bible says every city, it takes money. It took money for Jesus to organize crusade and to feed people. Preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. The twelve, some of them could eat. Some were really good. Some had appetite. They were just like us. There are some one, one, one meal will not be enough. Amen. But Jesus was feeding them. And certain women, say certain women, which have been healed of evil spirit and infirmities, Mary called Madeline, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart. That means the financial minister's wife. Can you imagine? He was one of Jesus' financier. Herod's financial minister. The wife. Mrs. Chusa. He was one of Jesus' financial. And if the financial minister's wife is one of your Sponsors. I'm giving you an idea. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So, uh, Mrs. Joanna Chusa and Susanna and many others which ministered unto him of their substance, out of their own money, out of their own. May you become one of them. I said, may you become one of them. May you become one of them. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say, we need to prosper. We need to prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me also show you what the Bible talks about money, prayer, and faith. How many times? Turn to somebody and say, how many times? How many times? How many times? Amen. Let's go to Matthew 16, 18. To 19, Matthew 16, 18. You see, the devil is determined to prevail. The, the gate of hell want to prevail against the church. But we also have the keys. Say, we have the keys. The keys of the kingdom. And financial prosperity is one of the keys we can use to lock the devil out. Thank God we have the power. Say we have the power. We have the power. We have the power. Put your hands together for the Lord. Are you blessed? I say, are you blessed? Are you being blessed? Now, let me give you the simple fact. Okay, now first, let's read Matthew 16, 18 to 19. Are you there? The Bible says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock that means upon this foundation of truth. The rock is the truth. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Say never will the gate of hell prevail against the church. Verse 19. And I will give unto thee keys of the kingdom of heaven. Say keys. That means knowledge. Revelation knowledge. And whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If you lose poverty, poverty will be loosed. If you lose 
prosperity, prosperity. It means if you teach, prosperity will prevail. Whatever you teach is in your hands. Amen. And for Satan, now let's, let's look at the strategy of the devil. You find out that in these last days, you find a lot of books about wealth creation. How many of you know that? Especially those of you who are on the uh, social media. There's a whole lot of and books on wealth creation. Eh, they are being sold because people are hungry for the knowledge. And you tend to have a lot of people on TV like Oprah Winfrey. He's not born again filled with the Spirit of God. But they talk about money, talk about a lot of people like that. Amen. And you and I, as a child of God, we need to know, we need to go to our source. And that is the Bible, the Word of God. Put your hands together. What creation is attracting great crowd. People are getting converted, not to Christianity. They are getting converted to world creation, but they are not born again. And what do they do with all those money that they are accumulating? Satan will turn and use it against the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And I want to share this statistics with you. How Satan is already equipping the wicked and the fools to prosper. Amen. Now, let's, let's get to why Christians are sleeping on the subject. Satan is busy transferring wealth to his people. Why we believers are sleeping and struggling to preach the gospel. We don't have the money to spread the gospel and the kingdom of God. Satan is very smart equipping his people. It's just because we don't know what the Bible says. Now, take note of this. Jesus taught about money more than any subject in the Bible. I said, Jesus taught about what? More than any subject in the Bible. In the gospel, number two, fact number two. In the gospel, out of ten verses, 288, that's 288, in all deals directly about money. Or riches. Fact number three. There are 500 verses on prayer. When you talk of prayer, there are about how many verses? 500 verses. You talk about faith, less than 500 verses on faith. You talk about money, 2,000 verses. On money, either on prosperity or wealth or riches. Put your hands together for the Lord. 
So Satan figures out and he's trying to change his strategy because now he see that we have power. We can tread upon him. We can cast him out. So in the last days, which have become a battle between good and evil, Satan is using different strategies. And let me tell you this fact. When it comes to illicit drugs, cocaine, marijuana, um, what? Heron, all, I mean, hard substances or drugs. Annually, the turnover about that business is $400 billion. How many churches have even $1 billion to preach the gospel? To carry on. And Satan has armed people with this money to fight against the church. To make sure people will not believe the gospel. Are you with me? The church needs the power of God and understanding to create wealth so that we can overturn Satan's agenda. Hallelujah. Number two. In America only, blood uses for one year annually is, you know, the turnover, $77 billion. America only, not including South America, not including uh, Europe, not uh, Africa. I hope this fact will begin to shake you. So people who are buying, you know, cocaine, marijuana, they spend $77 billion annually. If the church even have a quarter of that money, the whole world, transformation will take place. Put your hands together for the Lord. In the pornographic industry, pornography, 200 billion annually is made. Prostitutes showing porn films, sex with children, 200. You see, what? Are you getting the message? How Satan is fighting the battle? He's arming all these people with money so that they can withstand against the church of God. But Satan will fail. In the name of Jesus, I decree that God will transfer all the work to the church and to his people. And those who will stand up to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Now when it comes to occultism. You know. 
like people who practice psychic, um, UG Bob, palm readers, false prophets, alone, they generate $150 billion annually. So when you see false prophets getting rich, don't be surprised. They are being armed by Satan to deceive people. In the name of Jesus, we take it from their hands. I say we take it from their hands. Let's read Revelation 16. Revelation 16. 13. Power and might belongs to our God forever and ever. Power and might Belongs to our God forever and ever. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Verse 14. For they are the spirit of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Satan is arming them so that they will fight against the church, but they will lose. In the name of Jesus, they have lost already by the power of God. I said they have lost already. I said they have lost already. I gave you this fact. And my source is a book called Rich Church and Poor Church by John Lewis Moratori. Amen. So there is satanic agenda to make sure the church is discouraged and they can overrun including politicians. How come the presidents of nations, bigger nations with money, like US, like Britain, are promoting homosexuality throughout the world and attaching it with AIDS? They are being used by the devil, no matter what their name is. It's a fight against the church, turning all the truth, and even ministers, who refuse to administer marriage between a man and man and a woman a, a, a woman and, and a woman, they are thrown into prison. God forbid, by the power of Christ, we cast all those powers and we bring it down in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we need to open our eyes. The other day, I read from the newspapers that young men, 14, 15, 16, in Takwa, about 50 of them, 
they've come together and they wrote letters to churches that they are going to have what fundraising and the churches homosexuality a boy of 14 instead of you to sit down and read and, and arm yourself what you are thinking is about sex even the normal sex at that age it shouldn't be your priority and certain armed people with stupid ideas just to blind them hallelujah hallelujah and I said I wish they brought me some of the letters those guys would have run and confessed I'm telling you it has happened here several times called up fire upon them they wouldn't sleep hallelujah amen so you see politician books forms the form listen to me the film about Jesus we just call that's from that became popular passion of Christ it broke the box office it did very well I mean it's so far but the artist never won any Grammy By Holy Grail, by the bench, won Grammy Award. You see how Satan is twisting the minds of people by the gospel. There are people who call themselves New Age. If you are a girl, you can decide to become a man. And if you are a man, you can decide to become. It's time we stand with the power. To let them know that power belongs to God. I say they have to know that what? Power belongs to God. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. Hallelujah. So there's a whole war going on. And Christians have not come to that truth. It's not just by the traditional prayer, prayer, prayer. It takes words. Amen. Amen. We came here. This used to be a cinema hall. We bought it. And now it's being used for the house of God. It took what? Money. Amen. Say, God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Politicians are enacting wars. And you have people who promote everything. A time will come. We will have a cretomaneous right. People who can see well, I was born that way to steal. So I should be given the right to steal. And if I steal, I should not go to jail. 
The church is the last hope for mankind. I'm telling you, the church is what? The last hope for mankind. Hey, you want to have right? Then everybody should be having right. A time will come, people can tell somebody wife and say, oh, me also, that is what I like. Amen. You talking about right? Amen. Then in the village, people will have right. They also don't believe they have to farm. They just take their basket, enter into somebody's farm, and just take whatever they want. It's their right. And what kind of society? Are we making? Say, God, have mercy on us. God, have mercy on us. God, have mercy on us. Put your hands together for the Lord. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus says, if you are not with me, you are against me. If you are not with me, you are what? Against me. Mighty 12, 30. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathered not with me scattered abroad. No matter what kind of name you carry. If you are not with Jesus, you are against him. You can say nice things about Jesus. But if you are not with him, you are not gathering to save souls with him. You are against him. You may sit in the church. You don't bring souls. You don't preach any, to anyone. You are against Jesus. Ask somebody sitting by, are you one of the people who... who who is against Jesus? What was the last time you brought a soul? What was the last time you preached to somebody? So if you are not with him, if you are not gathering with him, look at the face. I said, your, your nose look like one of those. Put your hands together for the Lord. you are not with him. Proverbs 28. Now what in me Now Proverbs 28.10 Whoso causes the righteous to go astray in an evil way 
he shall fall himself into his own pit. But the upright shall have good things in possession. The first time, do you know who read this scripture to me? It was Edda Deborah. And this scripture had never left my spirit. Anyone that will cause the righteous to fall, to sin, he himself will fall into it. May God give you the grace. I say, may God give you the grace. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let's go to Deuteronomy 11. I'm reading from 22. Deuteronomy 11. When you walk with the Lord, In the light of his word, what a glory on your way. While you do his good will, he abides with us still and with all. No other way to, to be happy, happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. obey. Trust and, and obey. For, for there is no, there is no shortcut. But to try and obey. Deuteronomy 11.22 For if you carefully keep all this commandment, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to hold fast to him. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations. Say greater and mightier nations. God wants you to dispossess big, big businesses, riches. Karabasakata. I see them coming to you. 
I say, I see them coming to you. Than yourself. Every place on which the sole of your fortress shall be yours. God is saying, whatever place, whatever office shall be yours. How many of you believe? Even if you walk into the president's office, it belongs to you. Once you are there, it belongs to you. Because it is a divine power, divine might at work. They look at you as a stranger, but you are in charge. I say you shall be in charge. I see you possessing great and mightier businesses. I see you conquering in the name of Jesus with the riches of Christ. You will conquer everywhere with the power of God. Hallelujah. You'll be handling money bigger than you. How many of you want to see money bigger than you? It's coming, it's coming. It's coming. I see millions and billions of cities. Dollars coming to you. Pounds are coming to you. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, no money is bigger than me. Hallelujah. Some time ago, there was somebody I knew, and God led me to bless the person. So I went to the person, called him, and said, Oh, the Lord has spoken to me to bless you with this money. And when I gave the thing, he looked at it. He asked, Is, is it for me? I said, Yes. He didn't say anything. Then when he was leading me to the gate, I said, are you sure the money you brought is for me? I said, yes, it's for you. Later on, he called me. He said, I've never received money like that in my life. And I see business, you need to not buy this 40 days. You should get a client who will pay you as never before. Yes. Hallelujah. God, this is the word of God. He said, every place on which the sword of your foot treads, not even feet, just one. You just need one. Amen. Shall be yours. From the wilderness and Lebanon. From the river, the river Euphrates, even to the western sea, shall be your territory. No man, say no man, shall be able to stand against you. The Lord, your God, will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread, just as he has said to you. Behold, 
I said before you today, blessings and a curse. Which one do you want? So it's your choice. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. These are wonderful people. Hmm. Now, in Haggai 2, let's go to the book of Haggai. Haggai is known as one of the prosperity prophets. Haggai, Hosea, Malachi, they spoke about prosperity. Haggai. Haggai is only two chapters. But they are loaded with revelation. Now let's start from seven. Thou says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Turn to somebody and say, consider your ways. Do you pay tight? Consider your ways. Do you believe in giving? Consider your ways. Consider your ways. God wants us to consider our ways. How are we receiving his word? What kind of mentality do we have? Consider your ways. You may be a pastor, but you need to consider your ways, your attitude towards God. If you are a pastor, you don't give, you are not going to receive. If you are elder, you don't give, you are not going to consider your ways. You don't tithe. Consider your ways. Say, consider your ways. Say your ways. Ways. Your ways. Amen. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build a temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed, it came to letter. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in range. So God is saying, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. If not all that you get, God said, I'll blow. Do this. So the money come and God blows. Do you want God to blow on your money? Hallelujah. Amen. 
Is that because of my house that is in rains? While every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore the heavens above you withhold the dew. And the earth withhold its fruits. Say consider your ways. Consider your ways. If I invest six. Is that you have so much and bring in little. You eat but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put it into a bag with holes. Say, consider your ways. You want to earn and put it in a bag with holes. You seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. Amen. That's Haggai 1, 6 to 8. Now let's go to Haggai 2. Haggai 2, 8. From 7 and 8. And I will shake all nations. Say, God will shake all nations. And they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, say the law of hosts. Verse 8, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Say, the silver and gold belong to God. It does not belong to the devil. It belongs to God. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Put your hands together one more time. Now put this thing down. Number one. God wants you to prosper so that you can support the gospel to spread it quickly. He wants the gospel. He wants the message to reach everywhere. As far as God, do you think God will let his only son to come and die and the message about the cross? Nobody's hearing it. And it takes money. To get it done. Someone. Verses 1 to 3. Blesses the man. Who walks. Not in the counsel. Of the ungodly. Nor stands in the path of sinners. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. 
If God said your leaves will not weather, that means you shall not broke. You shall have money enough. You have enough money. May you receive enough money. No scarcity. May God continue to give to you what you need. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 19 it says, Money answers all things. Whatever the church want to do, if the church want to have a crusade every month, even in UK, even in US, it would, and we have the money, money will answer it. The money you have will answer your all things. Turn to somebody and say, the money you have will answer your all things. Hallelujah. Amen. Genesis 13, 17. You see, to have money and for us to receive from God, it comes from the mind. Poverty comes from the mind. Prosperity also comes from the mind. It's the same mind. So what you need is to renew your mind with the word of God. It is not where you were born. It is not a family you come from. It's not because your father is rich, you're going to be rich. It's not because you come from poor family, you can never be rich. It's not true. It depends on your mind. And God has given you the right to dream. Say dream. Dream. Dream a better dream. God spoke to Abraham and he said, I'll bless you and make you great. And through you the whole family of the earth will be blessed. But God also told Abraham this. In verse 17, God said, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its weight, for I will give it to you. Amen. So you have to arise. Turn to somebody and say, Arise. Even though God gave to him, God told Abraham, get up and begin to position yourself. Come on, receive it in the name of Jesus. God takes pleasure in your prosperity than your poverty. The next point is that God takes what? Pleasure in your prosperity than your poverty. If you are rich, God loves it than you being poor. Amen. Psalm 35 verse 27. 
Aye, unya mina wakansa. Ubaye kasi. Kisa. Ibe ubaye kasi pa. Onunya mina wakau. Ubaye nshiro. Verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? If you favor the righteous cause of God, then God is magnified in your prosperity. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So between you and the unbeliever, if you become rich, God loves it. Than an unbeliever becoming rich. Say, I shall prosper. I shall prosper. Because he said, Job 36. We are walking through the word of God. We're walking through. Shiro. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days. The word there is what? Shall. Is that right? Spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. You see, all this information is to help you to saturate your mind and change your mind that prosperity is for you. And God wants you to prosper. And want you, God wants you to be great. God wants you to have more than enough. Because he's a... Oh, you will be a blessing. You need to believe it. Let me tell you, you may come from the same father, the same mother. 
it is those who believe in prosperity, they will prosper. Even the same, I mean, you, you may have siblings, but they don't believe in it. They believe in crumb, uh, crumbles. They believe. It doesn't work that way. It is what you believe. The Bible says, let it be unto you according to your faith. So what you believe is very important. And let me tell you, it's not even education. We have professors who are very poor. But when it comes to books, hey. I remember years ago, a professor from Nigeria, Apostle Kwame, you remember him? He brought his chop box to this office here, full of books. Even the money to go to his hometown, he didn't have it. Oh, yes. Me, when I'm telling you a story, it's a real story. It's all the mentality. It's all mentality. You know, and we allow certain matters. I don't be rebel. I would if you know, I mean, so me can't be an Ah, I say, change your mind. Point to somebody and say, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. You see, me, 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 just, when I get my kinky, my fish, my shito, that's it. I have a friend, he came to visit me, to see me building. Oh, but my bishop, what's that we here? I just... Two bedroom. I mean, you're okay. You don't have to bother yourself. Hey! So I told him that when you come, where will you sleep? If two bedroom or three bedroom, my children and my wife will occupy it. You can do better with money than poverty. You can help people with money than poverty. Poverty is a destroyer. That's what the Bible says. Poverty is a destroyer. In the tree, they say, Oh, here you are, Dambo. That means they compare poverty with what? Madness. Are you getting the message? Hallelujah. And sometimes you need to look at your father and look at your mother and say, no, I'm going to be better than you. Yes. 
Hallelujah. And if you are a mother, inspire your, or you are a mother, a father, inspire your children because they can do better. When you are poor, you are selfish. Not that you don't want to help. Oh, I wouldn't even say a median. You cannot help anybody. When people are in trouble, you can't help. Health, crisis, you can't help. School, you can't help. And so you pride yourself. But then you didn't hear Kitty, eh? Who told you? You are a liar. You are being deceived by the devil. And you see, it all starts with giving. And Deborah told me this, and I believe. He said, if God wants to give you something, how do you receive it? You have to open your hands to receive it. But if you fix your hand, it comes to giving. Your hands is fixed. So how do you, if your hands is, how do you take it from God? You see, one day, I, I, will, I will preach at Adabra's message here and you all. You can't open your hands. Some people, all their two hands. So when you open it, you can receive. Misuro Bribiara. Misuro Bribiara. Misuro Point number three. When you ask God prosperity, he will not give you poverty. Write it down. When you ask God prosperity, he will not give you what? Poverty. Mighty 7 9 to 11. Mighty 7. Oh, what a man is there among you. If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, 
to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give you good things to those who ask you? Amen. So, if you ask God for prosperity, he will give you what? Prosperity. Amen. Number four. It is forbidden for the righteous to beg for bread. Turn to somebody and say, it is forbidden for the righteous to beg for bread. We have to support one another. There's no doubt about that. But you have to determine that as far as the word of God is concerned, it is forbidden. Psalm 37, 25. righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging for bread he is ever merciful and lends and his descendants are blessed so you see the word of God forbids the righteous to beg for bread These scriptures are released to motivate a child of God to position himself in order to receive from God. So you don't allow people sometimes you have a journalist who is not a, a born again. He's on radio. And he's condemning Christian, uh, uh, prosperity in Christian. He doesn't have understanding what the Bible is talking. Why God wants his people to prosper. So that's why you talk. And, and they'll give you a measure. You want journalists, secular journalists. And they want to give a measure. How people, Christians should live. It's because we don't teach the way. And it's just because 
prosperity of God is not for you. Especially if you're a pastor to, to multiply houses and cars. It's about building the kingdom of God. Sometimes I hear some of them bragging, how many lands have you bought for God? How many churches have you built for God? That is what God is going to ask you. It's not the cars you have in the room and the houses. It's about the work of God and to save lives. Yesterday, I was in a funeral. A man sitting by me, he whispered. He said, oh, years ago, my wife had typhoid. We've tried all medications several years. He came to you, you prayed, and the typhoid vanished. Since then, it has never returned. It's about touching lives and helping people to build according to the precept of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now one share. Na bosso Na onche Na bosso Na onche Na bosso Na onche Che na bosso One two two. Psalm one twenty two. Sort of Psalm one one two. One share na bosun na one share na bosui. Now on share him king of kings and cry I him lost of lords and cry crown Jesus him, Lord of Lords, and cry, I, Him, Lord of Lords, and cry, Him, Lord of Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. So if somebody tells you that, oh, you know, our profession, if you fear God, you will not prosper. It's not true. These are the lies of the devil. They're blessed. You see that fear. If you fear God, if people are cutting corners and you will not cut corners, you are blessed. God can bless you. Hallelujah. Who delight greatly in his commandment. His descendants 
will be mighty on the earth. May God prosper your descendants. Let me tell you, it is known that the prosperity of the wicked and the righteous, it only travels to the third generation, then it's cut off. Those who prosper through wicked means and unbelievers, their prosperity will last for three generations. After them, maybe their children will enjoy a bit. Grandchildren, God will cut it off. By the descendant of the righteous, they will enjoy it forever. Your children, 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 children will enjoy. And that is why sometimes your father will serve the Lord and in your time, you turn away. Well, for the sake of your father, God will let small, small blessings come. By the time your children come on the scene, it's cut off. Because of David, Solomon prospered. And when he prospered, became very rich. He thought he had forgotten that it was his father, David. Instead of him to use the wisdom God gave him, he started multiplying women unto himself. And those women led him astray and he lost it. May you not be led astray. Amen. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. The, now here the Bible says wool. The Bible use what? Wool. So it is there. Turn to somebody and say, wealth and riches is in your house. It's there. It's there. It's there. So what you have to do is to walk the ways of God. Sow seed and claim it. And it will come to pass. I say it will come to pass. Now the last one. Say the last one. Have you enjoyed the preaching? Believe and pray to God to send you prosperity. You have to believe. You see... You pray and you sow seeds for prosperity. Believe. Don't believe. Believe. That God should send you. Now let's read the last scripture here. Psalm 118 verse 24. Ufata se Hey,
In the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. How many of you know that this morning you've been blessed in the house of the Lord? How many of you know that you've been blessed in the house of God? I say, how many of you know you've been blessed in the house of God? Say, I've been blessed because I have come in the name of the Lord. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Put your hands together. Send down prosperity, oh God. Hey! Send down prosperity. God, I need it more. I need it more. Oh, Father, say, Hey, Kabasha Kataya. Bros, Send down prosperity. If God say I should pray for prosperity, he said prosperity is not good. It's the devil. Even if you hear a preacher saying it, it is the devil. Oh, I 